This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We'll get back to our handicap at week 14 in the NFL as we move along, including just like the, the, the death march for the Seattle Seahawks continues this week as they travel to San Francisco to play the Niners. We tried to tell you like a month ago, you don't think this team's making the playoffs. Not definitely that they're going to miss, but brutal stretch. And then the Eagles the week after for Seattle. So we'll do the Niners and the Seahawks. Huge spread game, obviously. We'll talk the Chargers and the Broncos in the AFC West. We're going to make some time in the show to go over the Chiefs and the Bills in Arrowhead. Can't wait for it. I, I'm excited to have our betting conversation on that game, KC and Buffalo. Power hour, final hour, 40 minutes from now. We'll feature all our bets for tonight, including Monday Night Football with the Jaguars and the Bengals. But joining us right now to talk Week 14 in the NFL, maybe a little NBA in-season tournament as well, is our good friend, the whale capper, Drew Densig on Twitter at whale underscore capper. He is a betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports. Does a great job for them. And the co-host of the Deep Dive podcast with our friend Andy Molitor. Whale supports us. Uh, ch- support him and check out all his work, NBC Sports and the Deep Dive podcast. And again, on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Drew, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? It's going wonderfully, guys. Uh, great to see you again. Happy December. Uh, happy holidays to the uh, the You Better You Bet listening audience and uh, viewing audience. Uh, and yeah, week 13, uh, NFL is in the books for me. I don't have any action on Monday Night Football, though obviously we'll love to break that game down with you guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, week 13 was a smash. So hopefully more like that as we close the season. Uh, spoiler alert. If you don't have any action on it, we're not going to spend any time breaking it down because it's going to be terrible. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you just opened up a couple more minutes of this interview to talk about like the NBA in season tournament or something like that. Uh, maybe Nick Nick always asks you what your favorite bet is, but uh, different question. Obviously, like the the biggest game from yesterday, high most high leverage game by far was was Eagles Niners. Um, do you feel like you? like learned enough in that game to say anything definitively, like the Niners are the best team in the league. The Eagles are not going far in the playoffs. Uh, Brock Purdy is going to win MVP. Like there's a lot of high leverage stuff that comes out of that game that has possibilities. Did you come away from that game with any strong opinions here in a couple minutes? Oof. Um, I mean, I think it was just a good kind of reminder about the value of extra rest at this time of year, if nothing else. Um, you know, the, the, way that that game was talked about in the week leading up to it was making my brain break because people were like some people were like how could the niners be favored against the mighty eagle like this like what this is this is crazy and then other people being like see the market is telling you that the niners are clearly better than the eagles by the spread and i was like i mean they're they're probably a little bit better but the spread really i thought was a you know kind of a telegraphing of the issues with the philadelphia defense really their health and their kind of slippage their 
secondary uh, and the fact that they, you know, had been on the field for 40 minutes against the Bills, you know, a week prior. And it's like it was going to be a tough ask for them to cover the speed that San Francisco brings to the table. And I thought the, you know, the Eagles for a quarter uh, really kind of let their uh, horses kind of, you know, go in the pass rush. And they made a good impact at for a little while and then they ran out of gas and then it was just, uh, you know, whatever San Francisco wanted, however they wanted it. Um, the major takeaway, I think, spoke less to kind of the fabric of the NFC because, you know, the, you know it, it does tilt absolutely tilts the balance of the one seed, uh, assuming that Philadelphia kind of doesn't run the table here. Um, but, uh, you know, the the rematch between those these game, the, these teams is going to be very, very different in the playoffs, considering it'll be a more of a neutral situation and assuming that, uh, you know, neither one of these teams has massive injuries heading into that game or, uh, you know, an especially impactful physical matchup in the week before. So, you know, I think it's, it's you're going to have to pretty much clean this, clean the slate and uh, have a whole totally fresh handicap when these two teams play again. Um, Eagles had like a 33rd percentile game and the Niners had like a, you know, 95th percentile game. And that's why the score was so lopsided. And I think, um, you know, the Eagles probably will learn some lessons from this about what they need to do to fix their defense. Shoot, they already signed uh, Shaq Leonard off the street to, you know, help shore up the linebacking core. So they're going to be a different looking defense by the time these two teams play again. And uh, I would expect, uh, you know, a more competitive game, surely. But uh, um, the other kind of key, obvious, takeaway from that game was uh you know Purdy I think has put a nail in the coffin of the Hertz uh, MVP case at least for the time being um and uh you know Hertz defeating Dak this week I think helps Purdy even more um and uh you know if it comes down to you know Purdy and Dak uh down the stretch I would I mean Purdy's got a much softer schedule down the home stretch the idea that the you know Cowboys aren't going to trip over themselves fighting you know up against uh, the likes of the Bills the next week after this Eagles game like they are they they go through a little mini gauntlet here playing at Bills at Miami um after they host Philly so you know, I think I think there's definitely uh, room for you know Dak to have sort of that kind of high-profile loss that you know the voters love to punish you for, and you know will you know kind of even open the door more for Purdy, who is right now you know clearly leading the uh, you know the NFL and total EPA generated, which is uh, always a good indicator of a guy who's playing clean football and uh, getting his team to wins, and that coinciding with the one seed in the NFC, I think, would be enough to uh, secure the award. And Purdy does have the head-to-head win against Dak. Obviously, it's a team game, but yeah. like San Francisco smashed Dallas when they played earlier this season on Sunday night football. You better you bet with Nick and Ken talking uh, the National Football League. Maybe we'll do a little NBA as well with our pal, the Whale Capper Drew Densick on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper. I was going to ask you about MVP, but you wove that very well into the answer there, Whale. So let's uh, let's turn our attention now to Week 14 in the NFL. And every time for everyone's favorite game is Nick asked Drew what his favorite bet is for the week coming in the NFL. My friend, what is your favorite bet coming up this week in the NFL and why could be side could be total. Yeah. So if you weren't paying attention yesterday, there were a lot of injuries, <laughs> a lot of players are hurt. And, uh, you know, there's, this is, I think important, pretty important time of the year to, to care about two things. One is injuries. The other is weather. Uh, it looks like we have a potential for both of those being massive, 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 uh, uh, factors for the week 14 card overall. Uh, so because of that, I've only made one play to this point and it was the under in the bears lions game, uh, expecting some wind in Chicago, combine that with the fact 
that the Lions uh, are going to be potentially without maybe their starting center, Frank Ragnow. He avoided long-term injury, but uh, decent chance he misses. Uh, and he matters a ton to the strength of the Lions offense, which is their rush offense. If this becomes a game where uh, Jared Goff and his tiny hands has to get it done in wet weather, windy conditions in Chicago against the defense that is being wildly underrated by market, then, uh, yeah, give me under here. Uh, I know it's down to 42. Uh, I think a uh, fair price on that one should be about uh, 40 or 39 and a half, depending on uh, how some of the other injuries shake up. So um, could be an ugly one in Chicago. Hopefully there's not very many points, and uh, that's the only bet in my account right now. The side that I am the hottest on, surely, is uh, the L.A. Rams. I think the Rams are a buy still. Um, I thought their performance yesterday was actually just kind of average, and they still covered relatively easily against the uh, the Browns. Uh, and this is a, now a tougher test, obviously. You're taking on a Ravens team that's coming out of the bye. Um, and there is some indication that Marlon Humphrey is going to be back for the Ravens, uh, which you know should make somewhat of a difference. Um, but I really, really like what the Rams are doing right now in terms of scheming offense. Like, it's new. It's difficult to prepare for. It's difficult to defend. I know that you have a really, really strong defense for the Baltimore Ravens, coordinated by a really good coordinator in Mike McDan- McDonald. But... Uh, I think this is a, a, a fun, even uh, matchup of uh, sort of strength versus strength with the Rams offense against the Ravens defense. And I think for all of the good things you can say about the Ravens as a team and all the good things you can say about Lamar as a person and a player, like they're not that good offensively. And I think realistically, if you can uh, you know, match up against a, a team that uh, don't forget is without their most important weapon in Mark Andrews, then uh, you know, you can give yourself a chance to win there. So I'm going to ultimately take the Rams plus the points, but uh, expecting that we're going to get some positive Ravens injury news this week, which may push this to seven and a half. So uh, that would be the buy point for me on, uh, on Ravens Rams. And I think, you know, Add a little money line sprinkle for the Rams too, just because uh, uh, they have the potential to uh, uh, to keep this one interesting. Should be should be a really interesting game. Nick and I were both kind of like, ah, I'm not sure we want to bet in that game. Wales like, no, no, like I'll I'll take the Rams. I kind of like them to win the game too. And to Wales' point, a lot of the sevens on the board juice toward Baltimore, and there's one seven and a half on the board right now. So we'll kind of tell you like maybe that comes off seven up. Uh, that's a kind of how the market's trending right now. We'll get injury reports the next couple of days, which will kind of help figure that out. Well, we likely won't do Eagles-Cowboys today, but just playing on something that you said earlier about the Niners-Eagles point spread, right? That like, okay, maybe in a vacuum or at the end of the season uh, in the playoffs, this would not be the point spread of the game, but injuries and rest helping to dictate what the market is. Then if that's true, then I have to believe not only that that's what you think is happening here, where Dallas is like almost three and a half at home against Philly with extra rest and Philly like off another grueling game against San Francisco, but that like maybe you think Dallas might be like the right side in the game or maybe that the number moves even more in that direction. Again, creating a quote unquote crazy point spread, maybe like a minute or two here on just how you're approaching Cowboys Eagles this week uh, and then we'll do some NBA. Yeah, it's an interesting one because the yeah, I agree with you. The market is built-in rest advantage for the Cowboys, which matters. Um, and this is, uh, you know, back-to-back weeks now, the Eagles have to uh, go up against a team that's played on Thursday, which is uh, which is rough. Oh, by the way, the Chiefs have it again. Another rest disadvantage now going up against the Bills coming off a bye. Go look at the Chiefs, like, next 10 games, it feels like. I mean, I know there's not 10 games left, but it's like every week down the home stretch, the uh, Chiefs are matched up against a team with extra rest. So uh, going to be fascinating to see how that impacts the, the, out, the performance of both the Eagles and the Chiefs. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, Cowboys, uh, I think, were the early bet side here, largely because of you know 
somewhat influenced by the result. When you have that lopsided of a result, people kind of reactionary downgrade the team. And you know, people probably downgrade the Eagles for two reasons. One, it was very clear and obvious that their defense is you know, a little bit broken. Uh, and number two, Jalen Hurts got uh, popped late in that game and you know had to go get checked out for a concussion. Uh, he hasn't been a phys- especially physically sharp uh, all season. He's been kind of healthy and off and on. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think there are definitely people concerned that with the potential that he had either even a minor concussion or, you know, just just enough to even be get, you know, to get checked. Maybe he's not uh, 100 percent here. And that's a good reason to just go ahead and take the Cowboys now. I think a lot of people remember uh, <clears throat> last year this time <laughs> on Christmas Eve when uh, Jalen Hurst was a surprise scratch after he hurt his shoulder against the uh, the Bears. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you can capture a, a, as valuable a number as three uh, in a matchup that's this that's going to have this much volume, I think that was kind of driving some of the early market movement, even more so than just saying this is a fair price about the difference between these two teams. So um, I would have Dallas power rated slightly ahead of Philadelphia right now as currently constituted, but there's definitely questions about this Dallas defense that uh, I think still have to be answered. Um, Philadelphia matches up fairly well against their secondary. Uh, Deron Bland, uh, you know Ken's favorite guy to kick, you know, to pick apart as the a defensive player of the year candidate, which I agree you is laughable. Uh, no, I'll book you. I'll book not, you if you want to bet Not with my yeah. worst enemy's right. money. <laughs> no. right. uh, but uh, no, I mean that you know he's a gambler. He's he's going to get beat by AJ Brown in this one. Devonte Smith, same you know same kind of advantage matchup. And in general, you can you can hurt this uh, Cowboys defense right now. I, I thought it was pretty telling how uh, soft they were against the uh, Seahawks last week. Uh, that was that was an eye opening. And you know maybe was that looking ahead. You know, or looking past your opponent a little bit, uh, or catching a desperate team, you know, who was throwing everything at you, maybe. Um, but uh, it was not a good look for the Cowboys to uh, concede that many you know, points and yards against the Seahawks team that uh, you know really hadn't been doing much of anything lately. So uh, definitely a chance that this is a pretty fun, fl- high flying type of game. I mean, the totals ticked all the way up to fifty three. I can't remember the last time I saw an NFL game at fifty three. This has got to be the first in like what five weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it should be a good game, and I would. Uh, at the current price of three and a half lean eagles but i'm probably not going to bet this one well we are almost out of time here but want to make sure we get your thoughts on the two nba in-season tournament that quarterfinal mm-hmm. games coming up tonight celtics laying five and a half at the pacers total 246 and a half no porzingis tonight for boston maybe he's back on thursday if the celtics make the semis uh we don't know if tyrese halliburton's going to play tonight he's questionable along with obi toppin right yeah. now for indiana and then in the nightcap sacramento in between a three and a three and a half point home favorite against the pelicans 238 and a half we have about a minute left here for both these games any bets for you tonight in the the NBA in-season quarterfinals. Yeah, I think uh, Celtics and Kings advance, but I think both prices are about correct right now. Um, the injuries you mentioned in the Indiana-Boston game are especially uh, head-scratching. I think Boston's probably uh, the team to beat in the play-in overall, uh, and uh, Indiana, with the way that that uh, team defends, you know, Boston's going to find multiple ways to hurt them. Uh, if I had to have a play in that game, I would just go ahead and take the team total over. Uh, a little bit of a, you know, a, a downgrading in terms of these totals as people are expecting more of a playoff environment but uh, i would be careful to enter the market in later stages of the games not bet these unders at the pre-game price point because uh, they look correct to me yeah i thought i can't wait to talk about these games with ken coming up in the power hour final hour of the show like are we are we treating these like actual like playoff games in which case two of the teams have recent playoff experience and the other two yeah i and like I max minutes to too to like the big players and, like they gave the they gave him days off is Tatum playing 42 minutes tonight he might 
I would and, expect and also, so. he got ejected in the last game, so he should have some extra juice, obviously, <laughs> for the Celtics it. tonight, which, which obviously helps. Uh, well, great job as always, my friend. We sincerely appreciate it. Please support our friend Drew Dinsick, the Whale Capper. Hit him up on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper. Uh, betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports and co-host of the Deep Dive Pod with another friend of ours, Andy Molitor. The show is great. Be sure to check it out. My friend, thank you very much for the time. Good luck with all the bets. Stay well. We'll catch up with you next week here on the show. All right, best of luck, guys. And uh, again, yeah, happy holidays to the listeners. Oh, yeah. Dude, buddy, it's, it, it's December 4th, buddy. Can, can we save the happy holidays? You listen to Michael Buble like well. October 8th, you know? Like, he's allowed that's, to say happy true. holidays. Come on. Yeah. That's true. You know? He was, is, uh, he was right about true. one thing, by the way. He was definitely right. And I, we're not going to do MVP in full today. We'll do it on Thursday. He, I think he's right that, like, Hertz is almost a zero. Like, I think, I think that actually, I think that game actually, like, zeroed him out as a chance to win. We'll talk about it more coming up later this week. But coming up next, we turn our attention back to Week 14 in the National Football League. Can I interest anyone in Niners Seahawks Handicap Sunday in the Bay Area?